Welcome aboard to the Real Kipper and Bourne Show. Still at it. We promise we'll talk hockey in between Sam's updates on oh. Otani. But we're glad you're aboard wherever you're watching and listening. Sportsnet 590, Sportsnet 360, Sportsnet Plus from 4 to 6 Eastern. And you can always download us wherever you get your pod if you can't catch us live and in person. And give us a text if you want. We'll get them uh, in today, tomorrow, sure. off the rails Friday, right around the corner. But do we start on Sammy? Just a, a quick update. Uh, just a word of uh, advice to all of you. If anything was to break here at the Rogers campus on uh, Blue Jay News, we will be... Uh, Ejected th- through the roof. Third and long in the CFL or fourth and long I, in the NFL? I think there is probably phone calls and conversations going up like right above us. Yeah. Like right over there somewhere. So I, I've got some thoughts on this. Okay. Okay. I don't want, I hope Shohei's not listening to this. Oh. But I'm sure he is. <laughs> he's a big hockey guy. He's a huge yeah. hockey guy. Um, I just worry because I am very impressed with how all in the Toronto Blue Jays have been in this and how long down for a non-traditional baseball market for them to be this far down the road and in the fight this long to me is incredibly impressive okay and I don't want like the the usual all the Jays came second place like that stuff like I've been as snarky about that as possible yeah I I I started the same way but I've been snarky I've I've been snarky about that but I am giving them full a hundred percent credit for still being in this fight and still not in ha- not having an announcement that he signed with the Angels or the Dodgers. It's really impressive. But, but. <laughs> okay, all right. But, all right, but the but is on the Shohei side because I think myself, and I'm not sure how a lot of Jays fans are feeling. You can text me if you want. I am very concerned about what the rest of this offseason is going to look like for the Toronto Blue Jays after they've rightfully poured so much time and effort into trying to land Shohei Otani. Mm-hmm. And I do think that he will be rather hated here if he doesn't sign. Like, I think there will be a real sort of, because he's... He kind, has he's, handcuffed them. He's holding their... And off, let Soto go to the he's Yankees. Hold, I, 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 he's holding their offseason... He's holding their offseason hostage a little bit here, boys. I'm not a guy that, that followed him daily, but I don't think he's the type of personality that you can hang a hatred on oh i'll show you how <laughs> no buddy no 100 yes he's gonna do it he's already I, said i'm he's telling you right it. now if he doesn't he sound, has told me if he doesn't do it now he's gonna hate him he will be one of my least favorite athletes of all time because he's completely like he's just let us down this road and i've seen uh the japanese correspondent is former blue jay munanori kawasaki and he's i'm seeing pictures it's of him true, with, by the way i'm seeing pictures of him of with uh yusei him. kikuchi when he was a jay it's like Party. We're getting all the, the little breadcrumbs and, you know, uh, passing, saying he's really impressed with the Jays, and they're all saying this stuff. And if he just signs with the Dodgers, hate. But I love Immediate hate. Because if he's in, Sammy's oh my like, God. oh, you be my girlfriend? Like, oh, oh yeah, I'm doe-eyes immediately. <laughs> yeah. But I'm telling you, and I don't know if a lot of Jays fans feel the same way as me. It's gone too far it's for you. It's flipping a little bit here. Like, a decision's got to be made at some point. There's well, we get people, the sense. Other people have to well, they have to go along here. Other teams have to make decisions. It's like you have to sign guys. You need to field a roster. And the, the sense Jays. is it, it will happen this weekend. I By hope. the end of the weekend, he'll, he'll make a decision. Now, I 
when I first heard the news mm-hmm. and they warned us or started to warn us, I thought it was just a play for the agent. But yeah. there is a sense out there now that the Jays have put together a such a serious offer that it may be one that you, you can't refuse. And it may have yeah. blown everything out of the water. Are these uh, – are you – is this, are you reporting this, Skipper? Because you can't report it. Because in case old Shohei hears, no, you know, he'll be like, "We can't, you can't leak." Yes, sometimes can't have I, it. I pull an Elliot and I hide behind a plant, especially in this building. So, so they're 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 preparing the big enchilada for him. It's the big, it's the big one. It's it would it would uh, take negotiations to another level. I think in the world of buying uh, a player, so like wow. they. Someone told me under this roof they believe that he it would be like buying a company. Can I tell you the most insane thing about this? This is the same money they're going to give John Rom to go play like a few golf tournaments <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the, the live. Yeah. What's he getting? Six hundred mil? million. They're going to give him to join live, and well, presumably he's tied to I don't know a couple of years to play yeah. in their events or whatever. But but yeah. Long, yeah, okay. Longley mentioned it in the Toronto Star yet or Toronto Sun yesterday that like. Or maybe it was the other. I don't know. The Otani watch has been so many days. I can't remember what day it was. But that the offer, he's like, oh, you know, mentioned the B word. Getting up near the B Alien. word Canadian. Like, you well, know, Canadian, U.S. dollars. Yeah, 600 to not far off, you know, or 900. So get, I just they, they, make the decision. They recently bought another company for, what, $25 billion? Yeah, 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 we just yeah. picked up Shaw. Good just, for us. Just make, so what's what one? Make the decision. Stop holding everybody's offseason hostage, Okay. That's my only thing, Shohei. Yeah. And I know you're not watching, but, like, we yeah. want to love you. Listen. We I, want to love you. I saw a picture of him in a Ducks jersey. He's he's worn an NHL kit before. But Ducks, that's in, like, it's Anaheim, Anaheim, close to L.A. And I don't want that. Do you think that. by this afternoon he's going to ask somebody, who is this Sammy? This Mickey. Who's telling me. Who is this? To hurry up. Yeah. Is this someone I should know? <laughs> yeah. I will love you more than anything, Shohei. <laughs> <laughs> you will be my Let most favorite love. athlete. I will All love right. you. In the meantime, okay. 13 games on tap, six of the seven Canadian teams in action, including the Battle of Ontario. Finally, we've got a game for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Good match tonight, too. Yeah. Sends are fast. Leafs yeah. are rested. I expect pace tonight. I, I really do. You want uh, another, you want I'm another, excited about tonight's game. Yeah, me too. You want another McKee's gripe? I'm sorry that I'm griping today. <laughs> yeah, this is I watched like Family Guy here. I watched. What grinds your gears? I watched the Oilers last night. You don't really grind my gears. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you know, we talk about a lot of the mistakes and misreads that Kyle Dubas made while he was here, and he made a lot of good moves while he was here, and he made a lot, like he did a lot of good things. But there's any general manager is going to have some mistakes. Yeah. I think at the top of the list of the mistakes he made was letting Zach Hyman go. Wow. Yeah, there's, Zach, there's a few. But Zach Hyman that, to me. That's a big one for sure. He is unbelievable. His uh, 360 yeah, great, out of the corner. Great observation. Last night. <laughs> Spins off a check and takes it where? And stuffs to it. To the stuffs house. It. Stuffs it. Absolutely stuffs it. That uh, he, he looked like an NBA power center yeah so he had uh his his career high with the leafs was 41 points in 71 games great four checker great pk guy but then he goes to edmonton 27 goals his first year there 36 goals last year this year he's on pace for 55 he's got 15 goals in 22 games his pace right now is 55 41 96 points 
But I know he's not going to get that. It was never with me about the point production with right. him. It was just you guys watched him play here. He, he stopped the opposing forecheck every time he's down the ice. And he, there's just no one on the team that played the way he did. He was such an outlier in terms of heart and passion and just general dog in him, I guess you would say. And it's just such a huge mistake to let him go. And the contract is a 10 out of 10 steal. He has, he has four and a half years left and he's 31 years old. Yeah, but for what the Leafs are trying to do and what the Oilers are trying to do, yeah. at the same time, you're not worried about those, uh, the, the last years. You're yeah. getting the, anyways, you're getting the, the prime years, the most important time. The, the, the biggest issue with Kyle back then and other examples, and maybe we're seeing, even though, even though Kyle's gone, maybe the Leafs are making a, another mistake here, is just not getting ahead of it fast enough and the moment that you, you you knew that maybe Babcock had Hyman up on a, a top line or a top six line that his game was going to another level and you you needed to get ahead of his UFA yeah yeah and even if you thought at the time that you were going to spend a half a million more than you would have liked to it would have still been a better alternative than letting him walk or get to that place where he can yep. go somewhere else. And I've told you this. I'm a firm believer when you talk about these type of players that have, have shown enough that the price of poker doesn't go down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the same thing's going to happen to Willie. And I don't know if you've kind of seen the temperatures. You sent me an article, uh, which we all... Found very interesting. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Petrilli. Yeah, shout one. out. But Yet another one. What is just clear on it is that you take a little small sample of his last five games, and what does he have, two points? Yeah. Slow now down. it's like, hey, remember everybody said he was like 11 or 12? Be careful now because you're not sure what you're getting, and now there's some narrative out there on just five games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the pace he was on was so out of line with everything else he had done in his career at age 28. So I think it's reasonable to look at that early stretch of play and say, you know, he's not suddenly going to be a 110-point, you know, top five scorer in the NHL. This sort of takes him back to, you know, more like more in line with where we thought he might be. In Petrilli's piece, he compared his contract to uh, like uh, Philip Forsberg and Johnny Gaudreau, guys in the $9 million range. Yeah. You know, I, or Panarin or yeah. Pasternak. It depends if that you're the was age two of the weeks team. ago. Yeah. Coming out of Sweden, everybody was like, this guy's a top 10 player and. He is now in that conversation. But can now we're you pulling, always argue from this side of it? Do you now, now not see back. the other side of it? Do you not see oh, I'd the be contracts to death. that he's equal with? I, I'd, I'd be scared to death right now uh, if I was the Leafs. Because you don't know what it's going to take. And you don't yeah. know. And you'd be scared that he is more Forsberg than he is Panarin. For sure. Yeah. yeah and like his career to this date, he's never been more than a point per game guy. You know, for you to say that he's. But he's. But. The majority of this season puts him in the top 10. It's not Forsberg. Uh, well, the majority of the season was 17 hockey games. He's got 500 in his career. So do you think that he is a top 10 player yeah. in the NHL, or do you think he's yeah. closer to these I, guys who are... I'd be scared to death to to go 
11 or 12 million dollars yeah, but for sure i don't know how you couldn't if it, but you, you can price. still give them that it's not today you, you can price. still you, you still might have to give them that yeah even though you think the comparables would have them in that second tier yeah it, well and i'm sure t- well the thing that stuck out to me about this piece and it's like just seeing it laid out in front of me was the lewis gross aspect of this where it's like you think, oh, maybe they're just going to get it done. The number's going to get met. But it's like maybe that's not what they're looking for, and that's not what the advice is. And it's like that part of it to me is what jumped out, that maybe they just want to go to UFA. Well, if you're – Maybe they want to – like it's yeah, not it's like, like – if they're, if they're going to overpay you, you can sign. But otherwise, yeah. like a lot of Lewis Gross's clients tend to make it yeah. to UFA. Which I thought was – like that – just seeing them like listed out there like, you know – Brandon Saad, Krug, Dumoulin, Nolachari, Connor. I know these guys aren't in the same class, but a lot of them just go instead of signing with their yeah. old team. Anyways. But they've been down this path before. Obviously, he wasn't a UFA. He was a restricted RFA, free agent, yeah. but it yeah. still cost two months of the mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. two and a half months. So they, they know they're dealing with an agent that has a comfort zone to go – Right to the very end. Yeah. And now, a, do and they wait? Do, do they too. wait? Do they wait for a Chicago Blackhawk team just to say uh, to the Leafs, "You you want to match it?" Because mm-hmm. this is where we're at. Is that is that where it's going to head? Well, sure. And you know, the scary part, you know, again mentioned in this piece, is just that if you lose Willie Nylander, like let's say you're like, okay, we value the cap space or we, we're going to trade him at the deadline, whatever. If you don't have Willie Nylander on your roster and then it's Mitch Marner's turn for negotiations, you're screwed because you can't lose them both. So all of a sudden, you know, Mitch has you up against the wall at that point where you're saying we got to keep one of our elite wingers, our game breakers, our guy who plays yeah, the most yeah. minutes, you know, and so that so, changes things where... So do you... Pick one now, you pick one later, Ugh. or you try to you, you do find that. a way to get them both. You make a decision. You either pick one, if that's whatever, or you sign Willie for the extra 500 that he's looking for. Do you see any world at all where they think about moving him in March? Willie. Yes. Because I don't. The only reason I I would say yes is because Tree Living has made it clear he doesn't want to do the Goodrow thing again where he just gets, I can't do anything and the guy just leaves. Where, I mean, it's remarkable how similar the situation is to think about. Like to have a guy that went from one situation to come into another situation with the same, like a really elite player that's on the last year with like, is it, they have the same agent? I think so, Lewis Gross. Lewis Gross. So it's like same I can't think of many situations. Like, I, it feels like he's having Groundhog Day, like, deja yeah. vu here. And I think the both guys probably want to go to UFA, yeah. and so it's like, overpay me, or I'll just go to UFA, and you're in a tough spot at that point. You know, one of the pieces of advice that I heard Dubas say a lot, and we've heard in this market a lot, was, if you have time, use it. That was like a, a Lou Lamorello staple that was passed down to Kyle, and it, it has burned them. It has not been a beneficial, you can talk about Hyman, you know, all these guys. Uh, everything's great. <laughs> that that theory has been proven worth nothing. I think what will also play a, I think the most important part in all of this is where are they as a team between now and the trade deadline? Mm. Have they, mm-hmm. as is, stepped up to now be thought of as a, as a, as a real contending team? Or 
are they going to be mid? Mm -hmm. And if, in fact, they kind of falter a little bit in January and February, and by chance there is question marks whether or not they could even be a thought that they could miss the playoffs, (coughs) would that change your outlook on let's do something on the pot or get off of it? (laughs) I had a thought today. Where I was like, you know, if what are you they, doing the pot? If they, if they were, yeah, I may have yeah, been there when I had this. Where's thought. the Vasilevsky drop when you need? <laughs> yeah. If they're skimming along and we are, you know, they're 500 uh, between now and for the next couple months or whatever. You talk about the choice between Willie or Mitch. You know what would happen if you decided we're just going to move both. We're, you know, both these negotiations were oh worried about the, the cost. Oh, this guy, you're just. I'm saying they make a combined 18 million dollars. You could get a massive haul. Mitch Marner still has another year. Yeah. You get two playoff runs. Those those deals aren't out there. They're not out there. They ha- those are... But I'm saying yeah. whatever the deal may be, be it a first, a prospect, you know, whatever it would be, there'd be, it's not, there, there wouldn't be nothing if you put Mitch Marner out, out there. The value of the cap space when everyone's cap strapped, you know, there's a lot of big UFAs coming up. I wonder how... If you wanted to remake the look of the team and just said... Oh, you're talking about blowing everything up. But I don't think it makes... You're not giving up. You are blowing everything up, no doubt about it. You are not doing a reno. You're doing a blowdown and rebound. (laughs) But you still have a lot of money to build a nice home with, I feel like. And I think the thing that's lost in all this is that this is a different general manager that may have a different idea of what a hockey team... We all got so used to... The core four and Kyle Dubas being yeah. tied to that, but I the, like just because that's there doesn't mean you have to the, keep going with it. But you're also suggesting too that you know Brad's been hired to completely take control, and, and yeah, that's not yeah. that's is Brendan Shanahan now ten years, who has been behind the core four that you could win with these guys, and that's why we invested all this money in and. Brad came in and said to Brendan Shanahan, let's blow this thing up tomorrow like you just alluded to. Yeah. What's Brendan going to say? You think Brendan gets another Did chance? Be the GM, no. Does Brendan get another chance to rebuild it? We Does do he not go back agree. to the board <laughs> at ML, uh, MLSE and say, hey, I know it didn't work out for the first 10 years, but give me another three or four and... We I'm have good an idea. To go. That plan I've sold you? What if we did the opposite? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that's... That's why I believe I that yeah. th- this is not this would never go that it direction. would never go that way but if if in fact it looks like the the present roster as is is just backstroking here for the next 20 or something's 30 games give. something's got to give to say you really want to go into the a potential first round like this yeah you know what's so funny too is we talk about how this is not the same GM and I understand that he's not going to uh, maybe he's not going to tear down the house and rebuild it, but the names you hear associated with the team are so different. You know, today was uh, Rasmus Ristolainen. Is that right, Ristolainen? Yes. Yeah. Rasmus, yeah. who at one time was seen as a a top shutdown, little yeah. bit of offense yeah. defenseman, yeah. top ten draft pick. Yeah, definitely uh, some pedigree there with him. Real yeah. strong pedigree. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That might be where it ends. He's, he's probably been in the league, what, 10, 11 years? Is it that long? Yes. Wow. But he's not old he's by any stretch. Five he's plus. 29. 5.1. 29 years old. Shoots right. 
Six four. Big strong pounds. guy. Like I understand why there would be interest in this guy. Give God. me his career plus minus. It's man. not good. I, it, well, it doesn't add it up on uh, on uh, hockey DB. But I'll say some I, of the, the standout see, years. I can see minus forty one one year. <laughs> oh my God. I, can, I can see the uh, the intrigue in a guy like that mm. for the Leafs. Mid. I'm baffled by that. But like, I don't think I want that. Just at an all. underachiever that you might be able to buy cheap. Yeah, he's got he's a contract Phil- to 2027. I know, but that's where you get the Philadelphia Flyers now to eat. Uh, what is he at? Five one. Five point one million dollars. He's not very good. No, you know he he hasn't uh, been very good. I know he's having a yeah. good year. He is having a good season. No, no, season. no, 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 no. He just started. He missed all the. He missed training camp. He missed. The month of November. This guy's behind the eight ball. I think he's only played five games. Yeah, yeah, five the games. games he's played, people have liked. That's all I know. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. But I'll tell you one thing I do not like. Mm. How many playoff games has he played? Zero. Zero playoff games. He's five a career. His plus minus career is minus 175. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Is that a record? No. Has anyone been more minus career? Minus one seventy five. If, if Brad Tree Living can steal this guy, he might be. Steal. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like for fifty yeah. percent. Yeah. Okay. And for all of a sudden, yeah, he costs you two point five. He's on your 2. third 5. pair. Two I can live. Down. Fifty. Maybe how about sixty? What's the most you can retain? <laughs> yeah, that, that is the most. Fifty is 50 the most. most? Uh, yeah. Double but, retention. There you go. But he's. Yeah. Come on. Do the Leafs need another guy that's with zero playoff experience? This is my point, though, is that Tree Living, all the names he brought in this offseason, Klingberg was an almost a Norris name, and Max Domi's a big name with his father and his, you know, London Knights and all that. Uh, Reeves is a big name. Like, he's, yeah. these names seem appealing to Tree Living. Which you was know, the Dubas was of, yeah. Labushkin and Camp. And Zach guys, Aston Reese. Guys that he and, would get them, and you're like, where, where has he been playing? Yeah. You know, it, it's a different type of guy they're after. Even Bunting. Yeah. Well, they would have known him from junior, but we didn't hear in Toronto. It was like, who's that? Yeah. Yeah. He's in Arizona. Any decent clips out of uh, Sheldon? I was just looking at the worst plus minus in NHL. Well, I could only quickly look up the uh, worst single season. Bill Mickelson, uh, Dash 82. Dash 82. With the the (laughs) 74-75 Washington Capitals. So, there you go. Uh I think one worth playing would be uh, the Bob Stewart minus two hundred fifty seven. We have a minus two hundred fifty seven Bob Stewart all time is, is what I'm getting in my ear. That's impressive. Yeah. So so Risto is not that far He's off. Tracking. Yeah. He's tracking. He's uh, tracking. The one about Wall, um, where was the, he got quite asked about if he's worried about Wall's workload, and he kind of talked about the goaltending situation and and that. So I think that may be worth playing before we before. Before we break and get to uh, get to Yorkie, so we want to play clip number five there on on Joe Wall. Okay, <laughs> Sammy, what's going on? It's finding the the Joe Wall clip. By the way, so while they're looking for that, I read Joshua Cloak's article on Joseph Wall uh, and his. Um, he's an interesting guy. You guys have told me that all goalies are weird, and my contention is not that Wall is weird. It's that he's an interesting, unique, kind of different guy. He. Apparently has bought like a 7,000-piece Lego set. He is a, you know, more so than driving, excited about a Jaguar. He's excited about Lego. He's into, he found out that the Ryan O'Reilly trade happened for the Leafs last year when he got to the room and saw O'Reilly's number on the board. Yeah, I remember that. Like he is a 
quite a different guy. And I, th- I think that's fascinating and not your usual type of goalie weird is my point. All right, Derek Brandale, our trusted button pusher upstairs, has found the clip. Just finished a stretch of seven games in 25 days as a team, so I'm not worried right now about anybody being burnt out, that's for sure. But uh, as I mentioned, with us getting busier, you're going to need two goaltenders for sure. And, and you know, obviously it's it's unfortunate that Samsonov has been ill the last week or so and has fought that bug and hasn't been able to skate or get much done in, on practice days. Uh, felt he was making good progress uh, with his time um, in practices and such while Wall was playing before he was sick. But uh, the last week has been real tough on him, and he's certainly lost uh, time in the net. So it's important we build him back up because we're, we're going to need him. And then in the meantime, you know, having three guys on the roster, the Jones here um, you know, just shows the depth that we have. All right, he's not nervous yet. Yeah. Yeah, they got three guys. I am curious if we'll see a Martin Jones run of play at any time. Well, I mean, it seems like Samson's pretty sick. And they got a back to back Monday, Tuesday. Would he be yeah. ready to rock for one of those? They got, they got like nine games right up until Christmas, I think. Like it's it's busy. Yeah. So we I'll get you to play the the first clip, Derek, because first of all, he was asked about his little outburst in practice and he kind of responded to that but then talked about how excited to play so if we play the the clip one he talks about how much they're going to play it was just like any other practice i don't know what you guys are talking about but uh, in terms of the game itself uh we're excited to play it's a busy stretch here for us um we have we played seven games in the last 25 days and now we're going to go and play six in the next 10 days so it's it's more of what uh we're all used to in terms of the NHL. So the guys are excited about it and good chance to start out on the road here uh, and, you know, want to build on the game we played against Boston the other night. So he See, wasn't... You, you can tell now that he's really wily on what I want to put out there and what I want to deal with. And he could have turned around easily and said, yeah, I did not like what I saw yeah, in practice. Yeah. And I addressed it and... Now, if they go lay an egg tonight, there's still going to be a story, but it's not an accumulated story on linking it directly to his quotes right. off practice. So he's he can he snuffs that storyline out. He's laying the groundwork. He also is kind of out in front of it. If they lay an egg tonight, where he can go, you know, oh, I was on it. I yelled at him. Yeah. I, you know, at this point, it's up to the players. Yeah. I, you know, I was there. Wow, saw it coming. Yeah, I, you can't play. Two sides of it, but yeah. I, I think, I don't know, in this market, you can just tell now he's a lot more wily yeah. on what he wants out there and what the, the storyline is and what he knows that certain people can run with. And he's just, he wanted nothing to do with that, is my point, right? At least It today. is funny, right? Like a coach yelling in practice is like, if you ask like, what does an NHL coach do, like what their role is, like that's one of the five things they do. Scream at the they guys. yell at the guys yeah. in practice. And if you're in, like, 28 other markets, that's just a part of coaching. But here it's like... I mean, <sighs> good segue well, into my article today at the, in the Toronto Star on too many men on the ice. And uh, they didn't have one last Saturday. But sorry. you go through the numbers, and they're, like, 8 and 22 games is, like, off the charts. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Then you dig down a little 
further and they were in the top 10 last year at 16 and then the year before I think they led and over the course of three years no team has had more bench miners too many men on the ice than your Toronto Maple Leafs yeah now now did did you reach a conclusion now (laughs) 40 doesn't care uh (laughs) you know you can you can can point the finger at uh the players for sure but as far as the true accountability, there's only one general on the bench, yeah. and it's the head coach, and the Bucks got to stop there. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we have, no, we have, Sam's laughing because I, I agree, and it's totally noteworthy. It's just, I don't have a solution for it. Yeah. They should stop doing that. Yeah. No, no, <laughs> absolutely. Know, like, and I've got some good ideas. Yeah. Pay attention. And sure. you know what? Uh, I did put Adam Oates in, in the article today as well. He had some good insight on that. He actually had all the practice, really, right? Yeah. Uh, I got, we got a lot of feedback. I don't know about you guys, oh, yeah. but I got a ton of feedback on Adam Oates' uh, yeah, people loved it. Uh, interview on our show yesterday. And if you didn't catch it, please uh, download uh, on a podcast uh, yesterday's show. Was that because yesterday? He, was it two days ago? I don't know. Buddy, no we, idea. We had, it was Treliving yesterday in Gordo and Jammers. Uh, oh, yeah, two days and ago. Jammers, yeah. Yeah. You'll and then, find yeah. it. Yeah, you'll find it. Go look Wherever for it. Yeah. he just... <laughs> Look up Adam Oates, and uh, it's, it's some interesting stuff. But it's a reminder that, yeah, listen, you can be in the best league in the world, yeah. and you can still have trouble jumping off and on a bench. Yeah. Well, and it's almost like, too, like some of the elite guys have never had to really pay fine attention to some of that stuff. Just like, ah, what's it really matter? So it obviously does matter. And, you know, in a league where, you know, Florida gets into playoffs by one point last year. They lose a point along the way, and, yeah. and they don't make it to the cup final. So it is a, it's a game of inches, and that's just another important variable. Okay, just like that, uh, first period over on the Real Kipper and Bourne Show Leaf Edition. So we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with Jason York, good friend of the show. He'll help us tee up the Battle of Ontario tonight. Toronto Maple Leafs, Ottawa Senators. We're just getting started here. Don't go away. Everything Raptors before and after the games. The Raptor Show with Will Lou. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As mentioned before the break, Jason York's going to join us now, co host of Coming in Hot Sense podcast. And they are with a big win over the New York Rangers. Yeah. Welcome in, Yorkie. How are you, pal? I'm good, Kipper. How you doing? How you doing, Barney? Good? Good. Yeah, we're we're looking forward to tonight's game based on the vibe and the temperature before Ottawa beat the New York Rangers and after after uh has a lot to do with maybe how, how good they feel maybe playing against the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. What did you see? in that win over the New York Rangers that we haven't necessarily seen out of Ottawa lately? Well, until those last two games, Kipper, the, the, the heat was cranked up pretty high in Ottawa. Uh, there was a, a, a lot of people not happy with how this team was playing. Uh, you remember the projections of this team. Most people picked Ottawa to be a playoff team, not not to be sitting in last place in the East. But, uh, you know, I thought they were real good. Um, against the Rangers, who are arguably the best team in the league right now, they're just—they're not beating themselves anymore in the last two games. And the thing, to be honest with you, probably the biggest thing—and I always say this with, with teams—show me a good goalie, and I'll show you a good team. And the last two games, Ottawa's had excellent goaltending. Anton Forsberg, 
played extremely well in both of those games. Uh, so he's he's making saves. He's he's making saves he's not supposed to. And Ottawa's just playing a little bit tighter, a little bit better defensively in their own zone. And they've got three lines going now, two fellas. And that's a that's a big thing. They're getting a little more depth scoring. And uh, Tarasenko probably had his best game as an Ottawa center. He and Drake Batherson showed some pretty good chemistry in that Rangers game. So, yeah, goaltending, depth scoring, and just not beating themselves. So, you know, I've kind of been a Sens, I don't want to say bandwagoner here, but they I think they're better than their record has showed them to be. They've got a lot of talent. Those teams tend to sort it out. They're 10 and 10 right now, I think, but, you know, they haven't played a whole lot of games. Are they still coming? Like, am I crazy here? Is this still a team that has a, a run in them and they're going to make get up into that wild card conversation? Well, Barney, we'll know that answer at the end of this month. They, yeah. They've got they've got a ton of games coming up and a, a lot of tough ones. They're they're playing some some legitimate top teams coming up here in December. It's a tight tight schedule. Well, you look, I was looking at their games played. They've only played twenty games so far, fellas, and I think that's. I'm looking quickly. I think that's the least in the entire NHL because they went over to Sweden. They they missed a chunk of games, so now they're going to make them up in December, and this is going to be their season. They can't go and play 500 hockey or one game above 500 here in December. They've got to get on a run here. And I'm talking win five of your next seven or six of your next eight. That's what it's going to take for Ottawa to get back into the playoff race. And the other thing too, guys, they made a little move. I'm not sure. I'm sure you guys have heard. They brought back uh, after 20 years, Jacques Martins back, uh, who was just announced uh, yesterday as a senior advisor. So the heat's, the heat was turned up, and now you've got somebody else now looking over the coach's shoulders, right? Yeah, you, now that you mention it, yeah, was um, Michael J. Fox's DeLorean involved in this Back to the Future, <laughs> um, or was this Kiffer? He 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 was my coach twenty like over twenty years ago. Okay, that's how long, that's how long we're going back, man. So Yorkie. explain this to me. It was this really for DJ Smith? Or was it for the fans calling for a coaching change uh, to calm the waters down for the Ottawa Senators? Where is this? Re- where was Jacques Martin on on this uh, in this equation? It's that's a great question. Number one, I mentioned there was a lot of heat going on. A lot of people were calling for for DJ's job for the coaching staff. Right or wrong, there's been a ton of injuries. They haven't had good goaltending. There's lots of reasons you could point for the for the poor start. I think it's, I think the answer is a little bit of both. I, I think it buys the organization because if you rewind the clock here, Michael Landlauer came in and took control of this team in the middle of training camp. Like, like that's tough. Like you, you don't get the summer to kind of put your stamp on the team and make some changes. So uh, we all know Pierre Dorian was let go. I, I, I don't think he would have let, been let go if not for that mishap with Vegas and having to give up the first round pick. I, I think he would have finished the year, but because he came in so late and Steve Stales was announced, Daniel Robertson was announced, I just think he's slowly putting his stamp on the team. And, you know, one thing, I know some teams do this. Like, I know Jacques, Jacques Lemaire has been a, a senior advisor for some teams, Paul McLean. So it's it's not uncommon, fellas. Like, we all know guys in the games that, that consult for teams and, and do it. So I just think, I, I hear this all the time when Michael Andlauer speaks. He goes, he wants to give this team and the staff things they didn't have at their disposal for the last whatever 
five, six years under Eugene Melnick, because let's, I'll, I'll be honest, th- this team was, was run like an AHL team. If you go back to though, there, like it was the smallest hockey op staff staff in the entire NHL. They just, they didn't spend a lot of money off ice. And I think this is just the start of what, uh, what Michael Armour was going to do. Just give better resources for your guys to have success. Let me ask you just in terms of if, if, if Michael wants to slow down the process just a tad, but it's it's slow enough that they miss the playoffs. Is yeah. there any scenario where this fan base could still give the Ottawa Senators the benefit of the doubt of missing the playoffs yet again this season for the sake of what still might be coming down the road? Yeah, it's another good question because people, it's been a long time since this team's been in the playoffs. I just, I, I think I think the the answer is yes, Kipper. I, I think it's yes because. The loudest people is 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 always the people, you know, they make their voices loud. And it's not it's not necessarily always the majority, but it it is. It is a pretty big uh percentage of the people in Ottawa, at least that I talk to, I know, and I talk to on a daily basis. So I, I think they could handle it. But like I said, I I we'll see what happens at the end of this month. Like this well, we'll know the answer on what happens with this team after this month. One way or another, it's gonna be a lot clearer. But I do think I do think the fans will be it's not going to be. It's not going to be pretty, but it is what it is. Be, because he took control of the team so long, he hasn't been going through this for six years like the fan base. This has been three months for Michael Amblauer and Steve Stale. So it's it's gonna. He's look at it this way, Kipper. The worst thing they could probably do, and we've all seen this before, right, fellas? You go in and you put a band-aid solution on a hockey team, and then you're hiring somebody else in the summer. I just think when they do make a move, if they are it's going to be something that lasts for a while. Yeah, and looking at this team, like is where are they going to where do they need external help? Like could let's say they have a good December Yorkie, would Steos be the guy making trades then and trying to patch holes and and where where could they use bodies? I look at this decor, I know they're minus Shabbat, but it looks pretty yeah. good to me. Is it up front? I think it's depth. I think yeah. it's down the middle. I think it's down the middle, guys. And unless I'm we I like Tim Stutzla a lot as a player, mm-hmm. but you look at you look at his body of work so far in the NHL. You know he's leading the league for forwards in ice time right now. No, he is at the top of the list for average ice time per game for forward. He's a great player. Yeah, like Kip, you play in the league. Like you don't you don't automatically step into the National Hockey League and are a good two way two hundred foot player. That, that takes time. That takes time. And then you look at their next center. It's Josh Norris. He's played a whopping, I don't know, it's about 175 games maybe of total NHL experience. And after that, you've got Ridley Gregg, who's a rookie. And then Pinto you've got coming. You got Pinto coming, but another guy, like, I just I just think people got a little bit ahead of themselves with, with uh, predicting where the Senators are. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer. You can't, you can't win consistently in this league if, if you're not deep and play a good 200-foot game down the middle. And I just think that takes a, it takes a, it takes a little time to learn, man. you got to wonder if they would have found a way to get Pinto in, signed this season, yeah. maybe what kind of different look they would have had those first 20 games. Yeah, For for sure, Kipper. It's a great point. Like That's why Stutzler was playing so much. It's like you're the coach. You're looking down the bench. Well, get out there. Get out there. It's yeah. like you're not. You're not. You're not uh, flush with options. So no, it's a. It's a great point, and I'm with you on that one, Kipper. 
How are the uh, the old dogs hanging in there for him? Claude Giroux, has he, has he looked like himself? Uh, I was going to include uh, Tarasenko in that, but mostly Giroux. Yeah. How has his performance been this season? Giroux's been really good, Barney. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's found the fountain of youth here in Ottawa. And, and I was, I was wondering if could he double down on what he did last year, 35 goals. And like, that was one of his best seasons in a long time, but I would say he's arguably Ottawa's best 200 foot forward. Hmm. He takes a lot of key draws. Like he's not, he's not a primary penalty kill penalty killer, but if there's a face off, he's taken it big draw. He's taken it. Uh, late in the game, you need a draw. He's taking it. Like he's just so smart, guys. Plays the game the right way. Doesn't cheat. And uh, he's a, he's been a really good sounding board for a Stutzler, for a Kachuk. He's just done a nice job of being a leader for those guys. Hey Yorkie, we were just discussing um, a name for the Leafs because they're looking for defense, and uh, Ristolainen's <laughs> name uh, now presently long timer with the Buffalo Sabers, now with the Philadelphia Flyers. Maybe one of the reasons why Chuck Fletcher doesn't have a job today is that $5 million contract to him. But I um, think his worst season was minus 41, did you say? That in is correct, sir, yes. <laughs> and Whoa. I'm not sure if that was with the windshield factor or not. <laughs> but Feels I, like minus 82. How about you, man? Like, Where was that plus minus, Yorkie, in your career? Sometimes, can it get overvalued or maybe? Oh, buddy, no. Kiffer. If I was minus 40, I, I would have had to get on some ambience or something. No way I was getting, no way. There's no way you can sleep at night when you're minus 40. I'm not a big believer in the plus minus, but when you're that, when you're that bad, like that's tough. Like everybody, everybody always plus minus doesn't matter. Yeah. It matters when you're minus 40 because everyone's looking at you, pointing the finger at you. So yeah, I think my, my worst might've been, I don't know, minus 10, minus 15. Um, but that, that's that's a tough pill to swallow when you're when you're gonna win chill in the minus forties. Yikes! Yeah, it's, it's, how about the guy that kind of can hang hang you out to dry every once in a while with the worst line change oh. ever, and then you oh. step on, and oh. then it's like it's in the net. Come on, yeah. Oh, so yeah, hey, the, uh, it's uh, just you brought up you know guys. Kipper, you remember this, Bernie? Guys that were professional, like. I used to call them plus mongers. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if, if, if you're a defenseman, you make your breakout pass, you're skating up the ice. Okay, we got a three on, two, the three ice. on two. Uh, We didn't score. Okay, change. Yeah. <laughs> if you did score, if you did score, run to the pile. Yeah. Start, start, start patting guys. And like back in the nineties, they didn't always get the stats right. Like so, you'd have to go to the pile. And then position your number so the press box could make sure they got you for the plus. Dude, that was junior <laughs> hockey in a nutshell. Back, you know, twenty years right. ago or whatever. Yeah, it just the the even for assist, the refs you to go to the pile and go, who had the assist? You always had some guy in your team oh. that throwing his number there. Twelve, twelves in hey. there. <laughs> right, hey Kip, Kipper, how about how about that forward that specializes on the back check of changing when he sees an outnumbered rush? Right to the bench, you step up, st- step on the ice for the birdie. Thanks very oh, much. Oh man, for the birdie! Great way to just uh, want to kill a teammate. Yeah, right no, there. Not not oh, good for team God. morale. So Yorkie, um, can you handicap the Atlantic for us a little bit? Um, you know, it doesn't seem the Bruins maybe not quite as good as last year. Where do you have, you believe in the Red Wings or the Panthers? Maybe the best team. What do you know? What do you? What are your thoughts in the Atlantic? I was I was at first I didn't have Boston in mm-hmm. at when I was making my predictions, and I said, you know what, Jimmy McCarmory is just such a good coach. Um, 
I am surprised how well they're doing, though. That that is surprising. I, I watched Florida play live in Ottawa, man. It was uh, they they put the boots to Ottawa about two weeks ago, and I was so impressed with how hard they play. And I, and I'll go back to my point about 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 being a two hundred foot player down the middle of the ice. Sasha Barkov, to me, I know everybody says it, but the guy's still underrated. How he plays the game, he's big, he's heavy, he's skilled, and he never cheats. Like I just, that guy to me is a guy you win with. And then I love, I love Sam Bennett. Like he's just such a a little pain in the you know what back there. Plays hard, plays heavy. That whole team, Bobrovsky's been playing pretty good so far this year. I I really like Florida and uh, and what they're doing. So that that would be my team right now in the Atlanta Forty. Hey, we're looking forward to the game tonight, man. Uh, what do you think? Give us a prediction. Uh, I, I'm, I'm to the, I've come to this point with the Sens. I just spin a bottle because I don't know who's going to show up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who's going to show up. They are playing better, but man, Matthews seems to really enjoy playing against Ottawa, doesn't he? Like he just. What are the numbers there, Sammy? I got it right here. In 30 games against the Sens, he has 23 goals and 21 assists oh. for 44 points. 30 games. So talk, talk about a cookie monster, right? He's just, oh, his eyes just light up. So I don't know. Ottawa's been playing. Ottawa's been playing good. I know the Leafs have been struggling with defensively as well. How's the goaltending been overall for the Leafs, boys? Has, has it been? Uh, Pens who's in that? It's been the Joseph Wall show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wall's so, been really good. I, Samsonov uh, hasn't quite found last year's form, so you'll be seeing you'll be seeing Wall tonight. And is 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 there a thought that Corposalo uh, he's not making six or seven million? Yorkie, but he's making four times 20 or, if, or oh, for 20 million. Um, yeah. Is there a thought that maybe we jumped the gun a little bit on this guy or not yet? Not yet. He was pretty good to start the season. Uh, I'm a little concerned with the term of it, guys. It's a little long generally to go for a goaltender. Um, but we'll see. For- Forsberg's been the better of the two lately, but Forsberg didn't have a great start. So it's they're just looking for one guy right now to be consistent because so far neither one of them have been consistently good over a long span. So again, I, I think it's too early to, to, to say what, if it was a bad deal or not, it's uh, like I said, December is going to be very telling for this team and that, and that's going to be number one for the goaltenders. They got to start playing and entering those contracts. Great stuff. Yorkie. Thanks for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. Now go Enjoy make the game, fellas. Now go Thanks, make your bed, eh? Go make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's Jason York, co-host of Coming in Hot Sense Podcast. Man, they they got a schedule this month. What are you going to say? You just make me laugh sometimes. <laughs> Why? You're a funny guy. Make well, your bed. That's funny. We we've got him on Zoom call for uh, yeah. all of you not being able to watch our show. And uh, I don't know, was he in a hotel room? I take it. I think so. Yeah. yeah. He's if just, he's not, I don't. I feel like we just judged him, but <laughs> just in his bedroom. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was his bedroom. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But anyways, it looked a little messy. That's his, all. Uh, the schedule for the Sens team this month: they got some tough teams and lot in the division. They get the Leafs, then the Red Wings, the Hurricanes. They got the Dallas Stars, the Vegas Golden Knights, the Avalanche, the Penguins, the Leafs again, the Devils. Whoa, really? They got. He's- He's not wrong. coming up. Yeah. That's that's you come out of the other side of that, and you probably know. Yeah, and let's just give Yorkie a little bit of love for coming on our show. He is on vacation. Oh, he is in Florida. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's straight up in Fort Lauderdale. Just yeah, like, yeah. You know, in his hotel. Yeah, what a and, guy. Um, his bed was messy. 
Did he text you and tell you that he was in Fort Lauderdale? No, Terry or Brendan just told us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, what a guy. So, um, He's a great guy. the other day I did this uh, corporate event. Mm-hmm. Uh, the keeper of the cup was there, Phil Pritchard. Oh, yeah, your boy. Yeah. And uh, he told me that uh, my last year in junior, he uh, had the privilege of presenting me with the Trans America CHL plus minus player of the year. Phil Pritchard gave you that. Yes. Didn't even have the white gloves yet. He and, wasn't even Phil Pritchard yet. Prior to that, they didn't even uh, keep track. So he said it was like maybe the worst nightmare trying to keep track of a CHL plus minus. Yeah. And I think I ended up with like plus 62 or something. Yeah, yeah. It was a good number. Yeah, you score a lot of goals. You're yeah. on a good team. That's and they got pretty me much nothing. The they don't have, they Except don't have the plaque. a watch. They don't have the plus oh, minuses. Oh, they did give me a watch. <laughs> Phil did give me a watch that yeah. year. They don't have the plus minuses on uh, on Hockey DB. For, not the cumulative. For, for, not, no, for Junior. The boys oh, love yeah. their plus plus minus. It used to matter stat. a lot more than it does. It used to be a very big deal, right? And no, I think it's still a big deal to them. Yeah, I you, do. you want to look good for sure. Oh yeah. yeah, but even when you play with your buddies, like if you come off early and the guy who scores, like oh, avoided the minus, like it's a, yeah. it's always like a part of the thing. Right, so, love it. All right, our thanks to Jason York for joining us moment um, moments ago. Terrific stuff. Plus fifty five in North Bay. Who you? Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, I'm here for it. Does mean nothing right now. But we will go to break and we'll continue on our national coverage including the Edmonton Oilers. We talked about them needing a streak. They've got one going. And we've also got head coach of Carolina not too happy. Yes. And Rod Brindamore, maybe the boy. best on-bench interview in the history of the game. We're going to play that when we come back.